1: Inside
0: sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and as I mentioned, we're uh, trying to get Robert Gerkey on the line here. Robert had a great piece in uh, the Salt Lake Tribune today uh, talking about some of the things that are going on in the NBA. Of course, it was really a, kind of an ugly weekend in terms of fan behavior around the league as uh, you had everything from you know popcorn being dumped uh on uh, uh Russell West, Westbrook you had a water bottle thrown uh in the Boston garden you had a fan run onto the floor uh you had just a host of really bad behavior from fans and uh again to me the, the question is is why was this is this part of our pent up Uh, pandemic anxiety uh, just being uh, exploded out in the first round of the NBA playoffs. uh, There's no good excuse for it, for sure. And it does lead to a a host of just different discussions that we need to have. Uh, I thought it was interesting, too, uh, just reflecting back, we we look at what was happening at the French Open in terms of uh, Naomi Osaka withdrawing from that. Uh, you think back uh, a few years ago uh, where there was a stabbing on court. Uh, so we've had all kinds of bad behavior over the years. Uh, of course, in the old days, you had the uh, the Giants fans, you know, throwing batteries at the Dodgers. Uh, of course, uh, the old Eagles uh, Stadium in Philadelphia was notorious. Uh, I think they even threw snowballs at Santa Claus one year. So there's some uh, some bad behavior there. Uh, but I think it's time for us to transcend that. we got uh, Robert Gurky on the line with this great writer from... Salt Lake Tribune. Robert, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. And uh, happy belated birthday. Need to make sure we get that in uh, as you celebrated (laughs) yesterday.
1: Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. I just want
0: to remind you that you're old. You're not as old as me, but you are getting old. Uh,
1: We're all getting old, yeah. Uh, It's better than the
0: alternative. There we go. Uh, so, so let's dive into this a little bit. Uh, you, you talked about the fact uh, we've been hitting a lot about the jazz today. Uh, lessons from uh, you know the the legacy, the not just the playing career, but the life legacy of of Mark Eaton. We just had Thurl Bailey on the line, reflecting on some of those things. We had a lot going on over in France uh, with the uh, French Open. Uh, and then, of course, all of this fan behavior from across the league that you wrote about, and uh, I thought you made a really crucial point that uh, that the Jazz as an organization is is really standing up for what's right and trying to help us learn the bigger lessons rather than just the the sports lesson of the moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think they are sort of the most prominent
0: uh, spokespeople for racial justice
1: and, and tolerance in, in the state, and so they kind of end up in many ways finding themselves pulled into these, particularly somebody like Donovan Mitchell, um, you know, who's, who's not afraid at all to speak his mind and has been very uh, very outspoken. But I think it's a valuable service that they do because, you know, in the past years, you know, Utah players maybe have been a little bit quieter about these sorts of things. Carl Malone comes to mind as somebody who didn't necessarily get pulled into political topics but these players are, are not just players they're human beings and I think to sort of recognize their boldness as people um, you know it's important that they speak out on this and it's important that they challenge uh, Utah fans and Utah you know supporters to, um, to to try to be better and think about these things at least confront the issues and, and, and that's why I think it's so valuable about
0: what they do. Yeah, and I, and I think, too, even beyond uh, the the players clearly have have uh, been motivated to step forward more, to play, to have a bigger voice on a lot of these issues. Uh, and the organization also seems to have stepped forward, uh, both with Ryan Smith and also, of course, with the, the Millers over the years, uh, have not been afraid to say, hey, wait a minute, that this is not who we are as an organization or who we are as a, a city or a state.
1: Yeah, you kind of mentioned the Russell Westbrook incident a few years ago and I know the team responded pretty forcefully to that. they responded forcefully to this latest one, you know, banning the three fans indefinitely uh who were who were making crass and and racist comments to John Morant's parents. Um I I mean I think it's important that there that there's a zero tolerance policy and that doesn't mean you know that that that's just sort of a fundamental decency proposition, right? It's not necessarily something that yeah is, is activist per se, but I, I think there's an expectation that the team needs to enforce on its fans and and sort of a social contract as it were. In, when you go into the arena that you're going to behave reasonably and 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 I think it's really unfortunate too because these three fans now drawing these headlines nationally for these sort of despicable acts uh, have, have sort of Solely the reputation of jazz jazz fans around the country, and I don't really believe that you know jazz fans are leaps and bounds, you know, more uh, more indecent than fans in other places. You ran down the litany of of, you know bad behavior by fans, and it's it's not uncommon. Um, But uh, you know, if if we don't respond to it aggressively and forcefully, and make clear it's not tolerated, um, then then it can perpetuate itself. So it's important that they do that yeah
0: no no question at all and uh, you included in your article the fact that there were some great jazz fans who actually brought <laughs> bought team Miranda beer and uh,
1: <laughs> yeah some... yeah they brought' him around a beer and then and then there were fans who responded and shut it down. they got yeah. security on it and, and got those fans thrown out and that's standing up for people you know standing up being an ally in yeah. of way of, of people who are you know who who you see being wronged in this sort of way and so i um, you know, maybe there's maybe there's that's the positive takeaway yeah. from it all is that the team responded appropriately, these fans responded appropriately, and we can, you know, we can root for our team and and without being you know monsters in, in the stands and, and you know it, it, maintaining our humanity. Yeah, which I think is
0: important. absolutely. Robert Gurki from the Salt Lake Tribune. Thanks so much for joining us today. Appreciate your writing. Great thinking as always uh, from Robert Gurki. All right, we're going to step aside for a quick top-of-the-hour news break. When we come back, much more to come. We'll talk about the voting rights bills around the country coming up next on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.